0: Hey, it's Robert. I just want to say a quick thank you to those of you who came out to our special show in Tijuana, a Huerto community space. We were really excited to help them celebrate their one-year anniversary, and it was really thrilling to be able to present a show that was done in both English and in Spanish. Stay tuned here for some stories from that show. Our next regular monthly shows will take place on Tuesday, July 11th at Tiger Tiger Tavern in San Diego, and Wednesday, July 19th at Bumpport Theater. The theme will be bars. next storyteller. Our next storyteller. next storyteller. Our next storyteller. Welcome to the Narrators Podcast. This podcast collects stories that were told at the Narrators, a monthly storytelling event that features people telling true stories based on a theme. Today's story comes to you from a storyteller who was on our show for the very first time, John Shaw. This story was recorded live on June 13th, 2017 at Tiger Tiger Tavern in San Diego. The theme of the evening was road trip. Enjoy. My son will be getting his driver's license soon, and he decides that the only sensible vehicle for him to drive is a vintage Volkswagen bus. (laughs) This will make more sense if we continue. Uh, We're living in Seattle. It's about 15, 16 years ago. And uh, so I I start looking at uh, some enthusiast websites for Volkswagen people. And they have classified ads and I I find a couple of Volkswagen buses that look real nice. In fact, uh, I found one that was uh, a 1965 Volkswagen bus, a split window. It's beautiful, beautiful pictures. It was salmon, not pink. Um, I'm working in the insurance business and it's kind of stressful at work, uh, a lot at that time. And, you know, I'm hearing the voices. We all hear kind of voices and so forth. You should do this. You, you've got to get better at this. You've got to improve everything over here and get to get back to it. And you're not doing good enough. And, and I'm kind of fighting that stress and the anxiety, maybe even, you know, feeling a little depressed at the time. Maybe it was the weather in Seattle, uh, as well. But, uh, I figured, well, if, you know, a few days off to, to go get this bus which is in orange county and i'll have to drive it back to seattle that might be kind of a nice break so i flew down to orange county and the guy who owns it met me at the airport with the bus and we took it out to drive it, and we got to talk and it turns out he's an atf agent and i start anthropomorphizing the the bus and and i'm picturing the bus kind of uh Thinking to itself, um, ATF agent, insurance guy, ATF insurance, ATF insurance, I have never had people like this in my bus before in in my life. Um, You know, a a bus, uh, the top speed going downhill is 55 miles an hour. And this particular bus, no radio, there's not even a place to put it in the the dashboard. all out front, too. I'm out front with that nice big uh, steering wheel and right out in front with the big split window out there. And after a few hours, my, my head's starting to kind of clear a little bit. Um, I've got three days of this ahead of me. And now the voices I'm hearing, it's instead of, you know, you got to get better at this and you're not doing good enough at work, you know, uh, now I'm starting to hear things like, look, sea lions. <laughs> and... and Oh, Big sir, And the splendor and the peace and the hills are just rolling down into the ocean. And I hear this other voice and it says, you know, you've got this around you. All that other stuff at work. Don't worry. I've got it. And I, I, I'm saying to myself, you know, I, I wish my family could just see all it. So Brandon, my son, my, I have three, but he's the, the middle son and he um, he's now a high school junior, he's finally got his license so the bus is going to be his. This is where a, the car makes sense for him because he plays the bass. He plays the upright bass, it's taller than me. He also plays electric bass, he's got all the amps and equipment to go with that so it's perfect for him to haul everything around to school, to gigs, uh, to his lessons. Uh, We took lots of nice road trips in it as well. He drove that car to prom. He picked his date up and went to prom in a 1965 Volkswagen bus. And he got a job delivering pizzas. And he'd drive the bus. I think it was probably pretty good for him for, uh, uh, for tips as well because it'd make a little bit of a conversation piece when he pulled up with a nice hot pizza in this old vintage car. One day, I'm sitting doing something and uh, a call comes in and I let it go to the answering machine and the answering machine message comes on. And here's the message. Yes, right uh-huh. here. Hey, uh, the, uh, the bus is on fire. Uh, you need to, if you're there, it's literally on fire smoking from the engine. I'm going to call you on the cell. Bye. So I, I, I run out to the front porch, and I can see a mile away, where the, about where the pizza restaurant is, I can see a big plume of black smoke uh, rising up into the sky. And Brandon's okay. Uh, we miss the bus. We miss it a lot. But, you know, what's important is the memories that you have of uh, what we saw and what we did and where we went together as a family couple of years later uh, got a promotion moved down here to san diego and new job nice new home got a new car in the deal and everything and we're having a good time we're enjoying being back home in california uh first year year and a half job's going well i'm doing good next year or so um things are kind of tense and and my team is not gelling all that well and our results aren't quite what they should be um I'm starting to hear those, those voices of depression again. You know, this isn't going well, John. You're not getting it done. You can't get it done, can you? And once in a while, I hear that voice. I've got this. And then after 24 years, I hear my boss say to me, um, we've decided to make a leadership change. Today's your last day. And now, I really hear the voices of depression for the next few years. You failed. You got fired. You can't find a job. You ran a whole division and now, now you're running around in an orange apron at Home Depot. Making minimum wage. You went bankrupt, you lost your home. You were homeless. You let your family down. But I know people, and I, I'll find something, and you know the new meds will kick in, and uh, uh, things will get better. I failed. I'm a failure. You've got this. You've got. You've got this. This doesn't look got to me. On the bad days, the the voices uh, remind me of that failure and the shame and all that we've lost. It's like the bus. It's burned up my resume, my career. It's burned up. Poof. On the better days, though, I'm grateful. Uh, I've got a roof over my head. I've got clothes to wear. I've got food to eat, obviously. (laughs) Like the bus, I, I know my career. It was just the vehicle. It wasn't the journey. It wasn't the destination, at least in theory. It was what was taking me somewhere. The rungs on the ladder that I was climbing, maybe they're broken, but so are the chains that tied me to a job and a career as my validation, as my worth, as though that was love. On the better days, I figure I took a punch and I'm getting back up. Da da da, da da da, da da da. Here we go, da da da. da da da, da 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 da, da 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 da. Last month, my youngest son graduates from college. The whole family comes to town to celebrate. We're in the living room of our condo, and I hear a voice. Just look around you, John. There's my three sons, wonderful men who love well and they laugh and they make me laugh. And there's my two daughters, married to my, two of my sons. Now, I, that sounds weird, but I love these women so much that qualifiers and modifiers like daughters in law just seem unnecessary. And there's my wife, Kathy, the state of California's authorized me to call her my wife for the last 37 years. And every day, Kathy reauthorizes me to call myself loved. In my left arm is my grandson, Owen. He's five months old and I have pictures. Catch me outside. <laughs> Snuggled next to him is Avery. And uh, she's my five-year-old granddaughter. And her heart's overflowing. And it's all coming out in a song that she's making up about how much she loves everybody. And over here, my right arm is uh, Willow. And uh, Willow's my one-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter. And Willow shows how to love life. Because every time she eats, she goes, Mmm. <laughs> Mm. Mm. And over next to her is uh, eight-year-old Hudson. He's my first grandson, and he's lost in the pages of a book. And all of this just makes my heart overflow. And I want to sing, and I want to just go, "Mm." (laughs) And I'm hearing one clear voice that's saying, Look at this, and listen. Listen. Listen to the love that's all around you. What you're hearing, that's what really matters. And then I hear my own voice, and I'm just saying it to myself. Okay. All right. We've got this. Thanks for listening. John Shaw, let's have another round of applause. The Narrators is produced by Robert Rutherford, Mary Robertson, Aaron Rollman, and me, Ron Doyle. Our assistant producer is Sydney Crane, our theme music is by Whalehawk, and our founder and executive producer is Andrew Orvital. A very special thanks to our amazing sponsors Illegal Pete's, Sexy Pizza, From the Hip Photo, and Renegade Brewing Company.